the Open Source Creative Podcast, episode 23, Making Time. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity, process, and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. This show's a bit of a longer one of the, of the new batch that I've been doing, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and keep the introduction short. Basically, the episode's about how you can make the time to do the creative things you want to do. Uh, you'll you have to bear with me at the start of it. I do actually get to the point. I, I just get there by first talking about one really cool piece of gear that I want, uh, but I won't be available for a year, and then talking about an impulse buy that I made to make more digital art while on the go, because it sort of got me thinking about it. Those two things led me to the topic of actually making the most of my time and uh, you know suggestions for what you can do for making the most of your time. It it makes sense. Just, just trust me. Also, thanks for the feedback I got on the last show. Yes, I know that right-click select needs some development love. I just gotta make the time. Sensing a theme here. And one more thing before starting the show. Krita 3.1 has been released. If you do the digital painting thing or draw an animation, because that feature came in this year, go give it a look. All right, now on with the show. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. Hi there! <laughs> yeah, I've I've got to find an opening that, that that doesn't sound weird, or or maybe I need to find an opening that sounds weirder. Huh? I have to think on that one a bit more. Anyhow, hi there. <laughs> How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Um. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a very circuitous route 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 route. I'll say route this time, I'll say route next time. I'm going to take a very sort of roundabout way of, uh, of getting to my topic today, um, which is, hopefully I covered that in the intro, because <laughs> in case you don't know, I record the intro after I actually record this, because I don't want to record the intro while driving, and it's useful to, you know, give you a heads up in the intro about what I'm doing, about what actually got recorded, so didn't have to know the background, but now you do. In any case, I'll start this with a dose of personal news stuff. So I stumbled across a really cool device. Um, I One of the websites that I, I go to is uh, for random news and stuff like that is a site called uh, thedigitalreader.com. Com, I think it's digital dash the dash digital dash reader, uh, but I go there and, and I, I get a lot of information about writing and publishing business stuff and and some technology stuff. But they have a he, the the guy there uh, Nate he posted a a device called the Remarkable, which I'm really excited by. It's 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 an e it's an e ink device, but the the refresh rate on it is refresh rate i mean that's monitor terminology so i'll just use that though the refresh rate the the, the screen updates super quick it's uh about the size of an a4 piece of paper eight and a half by 11 piece of paper and it's it's i'll have a link to it in the show notes but the really cool th- it's got a really fast refresh uh up, update speed on on the display and it has a pressure sensitive pin input so you can use it as a drawing tablet in e-ink super cool and on top of that, it, it, it actually runs Linux under the hood, which is also cool. There were some concerns I had with it, though, because, for instance, well, one of the, one of the concerns I have with it is that it, it's not out yet. <laughs> it won't be available until late summer of 2017, so August-ish of next year is when this device is supposed to be out. So, but they're taking pre-orders now. It's not a Kickstarter, but they are taking pre-orders. In any case, so... The fact that I can't have it in my hands right now to play with is, is a little disappointing. But the the other part of it is that one of the things, uh, if you watch the video for it, it talks about how it transfer files and how it syncs up to date, and, and it uses the common 
trope now of transferring to to your other devices through an app, through their cloud, and that sort of thing. Uh, one, I don't like necessarily storing my data on clouds, and two, I don't like apps for everything, and three, most of the time they don't develop that app for specific Linux support. So I went and, and emailed the, the, the company about it. They have a support contact or a contact us email to contact them on it. And they they came back with some really, basically I, I, my emails said, look, I, I, I run Linux. I don't want to transfer files via a cloud interface of any sort. And I don't, you know, and, and I was also curious about, you know, are they saving in, in, in the, the drawing side of it? Are they saving in open formats that I can open in other files? And, you know, is it just raster? Are they doing vector images? And, and those sort of things. Those are sort of the questions that I had. And, and because I, I actually am very interested in, in pre-ordering this thing. And lo and behold, I got an email back. And not only did I get an email back, it's, it was from uh, the, the CIO of the company, which means, of course, it's, it's a small company because for a large company, a CIO wouldn't email doofus like me. But it's still very cool that I, I got an email back. And it turns out that the guy that, that, that responded to me, he's a CIO, and he runs Linux on his machine exclusively, which is super cool. And I, I don't have the guy's name off the top of my head, and I... I feel really bad about this. I'm actually going to be talking about this, uh, this and the the other part of this digression in another podcast later this week called the uh, the Linux Lugcast. So if you want to hear more of the details of it, you can actually go there. But the basic gist of it is that this guy actually runs Linux, but because market size and trying to get things developed in time and whatnot, they may not have official support for Linux when the device is released in late uh, late summer of next year. But since he runs Linux and he would probably, and being at the company, he probably wants to be able to use the device. There's, there's hope that there may be an unofficial way of, of getting files in and out of it. So I'm hopeful for that. The other cool thing about it is that it is using open image, open file formats. The, you know, the, the drawings can be saved as pings or SVGs. And they also do, do PDFs because it also, it also works as an e-reader. So there's, there's, there's a lot of coolness going on with that, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, and I'm very interested in, 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 in seeing how that device goes. But that got me thinking. I don't have it now. And one of the things that's been missing from me, my, my, my sort of mobile computing tool set, if you will, is the ability to do, to do digital art, to do digital drawing. To, and drawing, I don't mind so much because I have a, a paper sketchbook. I can draw on my sketchbook anytime, whatever. That's fine. But I kind of, I kind of, I used to have a laptop and I used to do, be able to do Blender stuff on the go. And I sold that laptop a long time ago and I haven't been able to really, really do that as much anymore. So I'm interested in doing some animation sculpting and I'd like to be able to do that on the go. And I have a Nexus 10, it's a 10 inch Android tablet and it, it suffices, but they don't, they don't really push updates for it anymore. And it doesn't have pressure sensitivity. So I got to looking around and when you're when you're looking around for a mobile device that has the ability to have pressure sensitivity, also run Linux, and also have just enough power to run Blender, the options are pretty narrow. And uh, what it comes down to is the Microsoft Surface Pro 3. Ah! Uh, it actually runs Linux fairly well, apparently. And so I ended up purchasing a refurbished one of these. And for the last handful of days over the weekend, I have had my own little personal side project of installing Arch on it. Because installing Arch Linux is what I do for fun. <laughs> or at least on, on this on this device. And like I said, I'll go over for, for anybody who's really interested in the details of of installing Arch on, on the Surface Pro 3. I'll talk about that on, because it's more appropriate for that podcast than this one, the uh, the Linux Lugcast podcast, which they'll be doing live, we'll be doing live this coming Friday, the 15th, I think, is what it is? 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, I think. 16th of December, I think that's the Friday. In any case, I have a link to that in the show notes as well. The The live show is on, on, on the Friday evening, and then usually the, the finished podcast gets posted the next day. And I'll talk more about 
the specific steps of installing Linux on, on, on the device and whatnot, but long story short, I got it working and it's kind of sweet. But it, it got me thinking, between the last few podcasts, I've been talking a lot about my distractions, <laughs> like little side projects that I've, that I've picked up over the last year and a half that, uh, you know, they may have kept me from reporting the, re- reporting the cod past. There's a cod past again. <laughs> it may have kept me from recording the podcast or maybe has, has slowed down my output when it comes to writing either for opensource.com or the fiction works that I'm working on or the, the nonfiction series of books that I haven't even told you guys about yet that I'm also working on. These other little distractions. So when it, when it comes down, and I talked a little bit about these, these sorts of things that, 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 that do that, and it occurs to me that when you have the varied interests that most of us do, uh, and you want to address them all, you've got two choices. You either, you either well, you've got one, one choice. You, something has to give. You gotta sacrifice something. You know, it's, people talk about, you know, I, you know, I could do that if I could just make, if I could just find the time. Nobody finds time, you make time. And anybody who, if, if you don't make time, then it's not important. If, if, it, if, if you can't make time for a thing, then it's not important to you. Your actions say that it's not important to you if you're not making time for a thing. And so if you decide that, that something is important, you know, writing is important to me, creating art is important to me, spending some time with my family and making sure they know I'm alive, it's kind of important to me. And also, you know, I want to make sure that they're having fun, right? In any, in any case, all of those things are, are important. So, so I need to make time for those to happen. So how do you, and of course, getting paid so that I can afford to have this free time or spend time with my family and do these side projects or get a refurbished Surface Pro 3. You know, I have to have a job to pay for that sort of stuff. With all of those things competing for the very finite amount of time that we have available, how do you, how do you make, how do you, how does one go through making that time available? How do you do that? I'm a little bit fortunate and, and, and somebody's going to tell me I'm not being healthy here, but this is just the way that I've always kind of been. Me personally, I, I operate on about five hours of sleep a night, which is probably, which is, I believe three hours below what is considered the healthy amount of sleep per night. You're supposed, a healthy person is supposed to get seven or eight hours of sleep each evening. And I think probably it's like set between seven and nine. And most people try to average around eight. Me, I sleep five hours a night. And it's not that I force myself to wake up after five hours. I naturally wake up after five hours of sleeping. No matter what time I go to bed, five hours later, I'm awake. And, uh, and it's, I've, I've always, I've always been this way. Uh, for, for as long as I can remember. And the, the only caveat to this, this whole scenario is that roughly once a month, I need to take a weekend and actually get more than five hours of sleep a night for that weekend. So I might sleep eight or nine hours in an evening for, for a weekend. And then I'm back to working and staying awake for, or sorry, and, and sleeping only five hours a night. If I don't get that <laughs> if I don't get that, uh, that, that weekend of sleep, not all the way through again, it's, it's only if I, if I get that weekend where I sleep eight to nine hours a night, uh, if I don't get that, then I do find myself getting ill and right? I'll, I'll get sick. I'll get an ear infection or, or a respiratory problem or, or, or cold or the flu or whatever sort of illness. But as long as I meet that roughly monthly requirement to, to get a full night, full, uh, quote, full night's rest, uh, by the, in the conventional sense, then, then, then I'm just fine. Now, not everybody can do that. So that's sleeping less is, is not really the healthy option. I, again, I'm fortunate in that my body apparently naturally operates on five hours and, and maybe, maybe, maybe in the future I'll, I'll need more, but that's, that's just the way things are working currently. But even if you, if you, if you only have the eight hours to, sorry, even if you get the full eight hours of sleep, you still, hell, even with the extra three hours that I get from, from my five hours of sleep, you know, there's still, there's still time that needs to get made, right? I mean, you can't spend all your time dicking around on the internet or social media or, or forums or 
I don't know, watching TV because those things will, or in my, or in, in my younger, my younger years, video games, those things will absolutely kill your productivity. And as a creative person that makes things, you, you, part of me thinks, it's not entire, my mind isn't entirely this way. There's a big gray area, but for the most part, you have to decide if you're going to be somebody who makes things or you're going to be somebody who consumes things. Either you create or you consume, right? That's, and, and it's a spectrum, right? You, you, most people do a little bit of both, but you can't, unless you're, unless you're have like an enormous amount of balance and, 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 and fortitude, you're, one of them is going to outweigh the other. You're either going to consume more or you're going to cre- create more in the world. That's sort of the way it is. You, you, it's, there aren't very many scenarios in which you can simultaneously create and consume, right? I mean, you can, you can listen to, to, to music while you work. Yeah. You can have something going on in the background while, while, while you're working or, or, or doing that sort of thing, but it's your attention's not completely on what in that case. Yeah. Your attention's not completely on what you're working on or your attention is not completely on what, whatever media or, or, or whatever you're consuming. You're, you're missing something, right? It, it is kind of a mutually exclusive kind of thing. You can't, you can't really do both equally. Uh, and for me, and I think for most people who, who consider themselves creative, the, the, the creation part of it is what's energizing, is, is, what's, is what's more interesting, is what's more driving. Now, the consuming is really freaking easy, and I'm really lazy. I know most of us are motivated, but lazy. <laughs> it's an intriguing paradox, the, the, the motivated laziness. I mean, that's, I, I, I'm a firm believer that motivated laziness is, is behind a large number of innovations on in the world. I, didn't, I don't want to do this tedious thing, so I'm motivated to create something so that I don't have to do this tedious thing. Um, and sometimes the thing that I create actually does the creative, the, the tedious things. And sometimes the things that I create just distracts me from doing the tedious thing. That's a bit of a digression. The, the, the point I'm making is that since, since you are either going to spend more of your time, your waking hours creating or consuming, if making things is important to you, then you will make the time you, you have to sacrifice consuming to make the time to, to make stuff. And simultaneously, I don't think it's healthy or, or good for your work to be exclusively on the creation side. I don't, I don't think it's good that anyone is a hundred percent creator of stuff. You need to refill, recharge, gain inspiration, get ideas. And you don't, some of it, some, sometimes you get ideas from the process of making something, right? There is a feedback loop there, but it's also a feedback loop, right? It's, it's a loop contained within itself. You get ideas mostly about or related to what you're, what you're working on and the medium you're working in and those sort of things. If you want to get ideas and, and source material that, that, that is sort of out of your own box, you gotta, you've literally got to get out of your own box. I mean, there, there's a number of famous creative people, writers, painters, sculptors, etc., uh, screenwriters, who have said if you want to if you want to be successful at enter your medium like i said writing painting etc don't consume as much of that consume other media right so if you the, the if you want to be a good if you want to be a good uh s- storyteller then don't just consume the type of story you like to you know say you say you're interested in in telling uh, adventure stories. Don't just consume adventure stories. You also want to consume romance. You want to consume, uh, classical music. You want to, all of these things influence your ideas. And this goes back to what I talked about in, in previous episodes about multiple working in, in multimedia, but the, a big part of it is being feeding your, your, yourself with, with, with that sort of thing. I mean, from, from a vulgar standpoint, create if you want to look at it vulgarly and and biologically if you can't handle vulgarity please skip the next 30 seconds uh creation is shitting and consuming is eating hypothetically i mean in that case eating is way more healthy than the other side of things right but beautiful things grow out of shit cow manure grows grows our food all the time right 
<laughs> again, kind of a gross example, but well, I'm, I'm going off the cuff here. Give me, cut me a little slack. In any case, the point is, yeah, if you, you're, you're, you may be producing work as, as the bulk of what you do. Your interest is in creating, right? 60%, 80% of what you do is on the creation side. You still have to consume. So consuming is, is important, but you make time for it and you schedule it. For instance, for a long time, I stopped reading fiction. The only stuff that I read were, were like blog posts, nonfiction books, manuals, and, and, and how-tos and those sort of things. And for years and years and years, that, that became a big void in me because when I was, you know, up, up until college even, I was a voracious reader. I would, I would just chew through books. And somewhere along the lines, that fell to the wayside, probably in part due to video games, but also due to, to making things, you know, getting, getting really involved with, with, with making and creating and, and, and that sort of thing. And of course, TV and, and, and film also play, played their parts in that. The, the idea there is, so, so in, what, you know, this, I lost my place for a second there. The idea here then is that reading, I realized, is an important thing to me. I want to, do, to read more fiction because I get a lot of enjoyment out of it and it, it informs the other type of work that I do, be it, be it design for the day job or the, the fiction writing or nonfiction writing. You know, I do a lot with words and seeing how people manipulate words is, is, is informative to me. And storytelling on, on the animation side, which I haven't done as much of, and I'll get to that in a second. Oh, I talked about it earlier episodes as well. But anyhow, anyhow the, the, I have to make time for it, right? This is also what's coming up with me sort of in the coming year as I, I want to make time to, to, to do more animation. I realized that, that while I do animated work at work at my, at my day job, a lot of it's design centric, a lot of it's design focus. It's, it, some of it is more akin to motion graphics than, than, you know, narrative storytelling or, or character design, character animation and those sort of things. And I really miss doing that sort of thing. Part of my, my, my interest for the coming year is to, create some more animation, create some more, more of that material. And I don't care if I share it at that point. It's just, I, I, that's stuff I want to make and I'll have, I will have to find a way to make time for it. So that, that goes into the focus of, all right, we know sacrifices are going to be made and we know that the context and imbalance for me, I like to go with about 75% on the creation side and 25% on the consumption side. Roughly, yeah, roughly three quarters average, right? I want to be creating more than I'm consuming. I, therefore, also the things that I consume, I have to schedule it and it has to be, I'm much more picky now about what I consume. It used to be that, you know, I remember I would just turn on the TV and just turn it to something and watch whatever that something was. And it was a bucket of crap most of the time, but it was on and I was entertained and I was, I was consuming it. And now that, that I have chosen to have a very limited amount of consumption on, on, uh, of media, of, of that sort of thing, I'm much more picky about what, I'm, what I choose to, to, to watch, to read, to listen to. I'm a lot more picky. Well, podcasts, Notwithstanding, I subscribe, still subscribe to about 50 of those, but I, li I listen to those at work and, and they're, they're f while, while I work and while I drive when I'm not recording this show. And, and so there's I mean, a little, little, uh, little slack there and I can, but even, even in the podcast, I, I, you know, I don't listen to every podcast in the world. I'm, I'm very particular about my interests and what I, what I listen to. So that's the first step. In the, in the grand scheme of things, don't sacrifice sleep, but you will have to balance out what you're comfortable with on the scale of what you create versus what you consume. Because again, you can't, you can't really effectively do both at the same time. And I know you people who play Minecraft are going to try to refute that, but Minecraft is fun for making things, but it's not at the same level that I'm talking about. <laughs> unless, unless you're doing some really, really, really crazy stuff like, like I, and I've seen it, but the people that do that are, are, few and far between. If you happen to be one of them, sweet. Welcome to my show. <laughs> uh, I'd love to hear more from you. But it, but if you're if you know if you're just if you're not on that side, I'm, that it doesn't really count, right? It takes a certain level of of, of meticulousness of obsession to get to that point. Um, you could be a at that point you can be you know you can make with anything 
point is you can't do those at the same time. So the first step is realizing what, trying to realize what your balance is. How, how much are you going to be creating versus how much are you going to be consuming? And, and where, where's your balance point for getting the most enjoyment out of that? That's, that's kind of the critical thing. And I, I would recommend start it. And, and it's hard to like really numerically quantify it outside of like hours spent. And it's not a bad practice, by the way, to sit down, take, take a day, take a week and write down what you do specifically take, write down what you do every hour of that week down to the hour and just start off doing it for the day. Cause maybe, maybe your days are, are largely the same. Maybe your weekends are a little bit different, whatever your, your, your sort of work and life situation is, but sit down and throughout the day, every hour, write down exactly what you're doing. Then, then you'll see what your how much time you're currently spending doing each of those things. You know, how much time are you spending creating something versus how much time are you spending consuming something? And then you stop and you step back and say, all right, well, either I'm, I'm doing good. I like where I am on this. Or you can stand back and say, you know, I'd like to create more, right? I'd like to spend more time making things. And so now you know that, all right, well, I'm currently spending again, eight hours that I'm sleeping. So that's right out done. The eight hours aren't being used. And of those remaining 24 minus eight, oh, math of numbers in my head, <laughs> of those remaining 16 hours, how many of those hours are spent making something versus, versus consuming something? And if you want to count meals as, as consuming, we're, we're talking about creative content, not eating food here on this unless you happen to be, you know, interested in culinary art, that's, that's completely valid. But for the, for, for the sake of me not being completely silly here, let's, let's look at your, look at your schedule, see how much time you're taking for each, each thing. Of those 16 hours, maybe yours 50, 50 split, maybe eight hours are spent creating and the other eight hours are consent are spent consuming. You're spending eight hours, you know, playing a video game, watching TV, reading books, that sort of thing. And then the, the other eight hours, you're sculpting, modeling, writing, making music, uh, dancing, any of those sort of creative outlets. And then again, you say, all right, well, it's important to me to, to, to make more. So how do I do, you know, then you have to figure out, all right, well, as last night I spent three hours watching three different television programs. I'm going to have to cut that back to one hour. Or so I only get to watch one of those three shows or, you know, say, all right, well, maybe the weekend I get a buy. So I only watch one hour of a show each during the, during the weekday. And then the other two shows, I try to play catch up on the weekend. You, you, you could balance them out that way. But the point is that you're, you're, you're shuffling things around or eliminating things to make that time for creating, for, for making stuff. That's probably the single most effective way of, of covering that. Now, of course, it's not like you're going to be, it's not like you're going to have that full 16 hours either, right? You have eight hours that you spent sleeping, but you probably have of those 16 hours, let's say three hours of that is meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's say you take an hour and I'm counting this also as like social time, right? It's a meal. Sometimes you eat that meal with other people, family perhaps. Uh, so, you know, maybe you only, it took, 15, 20 minutes to actually do the eating, but you hang out you talk and, and do that sort of thing. Right? So all of a sudden your 16 hours is now down to 13 hours. And then, you know, maybe, maybe you have a commute and maybe your commute is not nearly as long as mine. We'll say you have an hour in your day spent commuting. You have a half hour commute each way to work. Right? So there you go. You got another hour lost out of that. So all of a sudden your 16 hours is down to 12 hours. All right. So now your 12 hours is what you have actually available for your, your creating and consuming time. Uh, and again, it's not consistent from day to day. It shuffles around, you know, you can't beat yourself up. That's the other thing is, well, I'll get to that in a little bit, but in a little bit, but so you're down to your 12 hours and then you, you, you see the ratio of, of your consuming to creating and that's when you start making your, your, your cuts or your shuffles to, to, to make your time. 
in my case, I have a, I have an additional three hours because I only get five hours of sleep a night. Yay! But I have so I have to make that time for that weekend once a month. Otherwise, things go really pear shaped for my health. And I don't. And then when I'm sick, I got no productivity going for me. Right now, the other thing to think about is so you're talking the the bulk of your time can be gained just considering what it is you're doing in the grand scheme of creating versus consuming and what makes you most happy and comfortable. Now, when it gets to the creating time, let's let's just say we have a 50-50 split. Of those 12 hours, six are, may, are, are on consuming and six are on creating and you're comfortable with 50-50. You like 50-50. Well, maybe it's worse. Maybe you're actually doing 60-40 and you want to get to 50-50, right? You're, of those 12 hours, I don't know the, the ratios on this, but It'd be a lot easier if I did 10 hours, but you get the idea. 60% of those hours are spent consuming and then 40% are spent creating. And you want to get back at least to 50-50. So you've got to make some shuffling around, right? So you make your shuffling around and you get yourself back to 50-50. But now you have your six hours there, your six hours of, of creation time, of time that you use to make stuff. Now you want to optimize that time. This is what a lot of people, sometimes you don't have a choice, right? I only have time to do stuff at certain hours. For instance, for me, for a long time, I was doing work into the evenings, into the late evenings after my family went to sleep. Unfortunately, my, my, my family started staying up later and later and that made it more difficult because, you know, I, I kind of like my family. I kind of want to spend time with them. I definitely want to spend time with them. <laughs> so, so... When they're awake, I kind of want to, I, I want to be there and I want to, want, to, want to make myself available to them. That late night work time got, got less and less and less. So in order to recover that time, to make, and you know, for me, the, the, the time at work is a sunk cost, right? I have to be at work and I have to make, spend that time at work working. Can't work on other things while I'm at work because that's one it's, one, it's not ethical. And two, with what I do, it's, it's also not possible. Uh, just from, from the workload. In any case, I only have chunks of time that are available when when my family is sleeping. That's that's sort of the sweet spot for me. So in my case, I I can't my 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 shuffle space is is, is limited. But what I did is when when my evening time started getting chewed into, my solution is to wake up earlier. Most people, a lot of people, I'm not a morning person. I can't do anything in the morning. Well, when you're motivated. When you're motivated, you find you can do a lot of things you didn't think you could. And this, you know, this isn't like gun to the head sort of stuff, but it's, you know, even when you really, really want something, when you really want to create, then you make the time and you find out that, yeah, maybe I'm not a morning person, but I'm still pretty highly functional in the morning. Maybe I need my coffee first, or maybe I need tea first, or maybe whatever it is that, that gets you going. If you, if you don't feel like you're a morning person, you can, you don't have to be, a, you don't have to be happy about it. But I guarantee you, if creating is something that energizes you, then I, I used to, I wake up now at 3.30 in the morning, every morning, so that I have, because my family's all asleep then, and I have a good chunk of time in which I can use that to do my creative work. I also use that time for, for, uh, for exercise, because I decided that that's important. So I made the time for exercise and I make the time for doing creative work. So right now my schedule for me, I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, get ready for work or not really get ready for work because I that's that's a preparatory thing. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, hop in the car and go exercise. And then it's been hard with a broken foot, but I'm giving you my, my, my normal schedule, not my broken foot schedule. <laughs> So I, I wake up at 3.30, I go exercise, and then I finish my morning commute close to work. So I go close to work. There's a place that opens up fairly early in the morning. They have, co then they have coffee. You know, it's a coffee shop that, that opens up pretty early in the morning. I sit down there. I have up to two hours of available time for me to get my own work done. The world is asleep, aside from the people who are working at this this, this cafe, which I... I'm very glad that they're open that early and I'm getting stuff done. And then I show then I go to work, I get my work done, come home and I spend time with my family. And that's, that's essentially my day. 
and and I got those extra hours by, you know, I used to, like I said, I used to be that I saw 3.30 in the morning by going through midnight and staying up that late. <laughs> now, I still see 3.30 in the morning, but I I go to sleep at 10.30, wake up at 3.30, and I... And I'm, and I'm off to the races. So that's the other thing you can do is is to make the time you you, you know you see what you see where, where your 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 time scheduling is. And what that means is I'm going to bed at 10:30, which again is super early for me. But that means that I can't stay up as much watching TV programs with my wife or or uh, watching cartoons with my kids or, uh, or or reading a book myself. Right? That time the time that I would use for for that is a very limited amount of time so that I can get to sleep, wake up at 3.30 and, and get going with my day and get, get to making things. So there are, those are the sacrifices that, that, that get made in there. Now that, so as I'll get to a recap at, at the end of it. So the, 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 at this point we've got, we've got the broad strokes available. Step one, figure out how you're spending your time quantify it, put a little science on this here, quantify it, and then see if that's what you're comfortable with and make the adjustments to, to get the ratio where you want. And though I take, it might take a couple of weeks to see that, you know, crap, I'm making a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm not really happy making it. I'm, I'm just making it to make it, just filling the time. If you're doing that, then you, you obviously want to adjust your, your create consume ratio there, right? So maybe playing a video game does re-energize you and, and you need more of that and you'll find that, that you're more productive when you create by doing that. Now, there are a few people, if, if, you're, if you happen to be a freelancer or, I don't know, independently wealthy, then, then you can set your schedule such that when you do the hourly thing, also know what hour you're doing that specific thing and how, how much you've done. If you're drawing, how many sketches did you do? How many, uh, how far did you get on, on a complete illustration? Same thing for painting. For writing, how many words did you write? If you're sculpting, you know how far did you get on your on your on your your 3D sculpt? If you're animating, how many how many frames of animation did you get kicked out? Those sort of things. Again, if you quantify it, I know I know I know I know people who do the creative things get a little a little crazy with numbers and not liking them. But trust me, if you quantify things, it makes it a little bit easier to to, to know where you stand and know where you can go there because look if you're if you're struggling to find the time you're struggling to make the time and if you're may, if you're having that struggle chances are good you don't know where the problems are so this is your way to find that find where those problems are this is your discovery method then once you know what your balance is and what you're comfortable with so again i'm, I'm working in big swaths here first one create consume second one you want to find out where where you can put that time that you that you have if you need more time if your evenings are being chewed into go to bed earlier wake up earlier if if it turns out that things are happening earlier in the morning then then you want to stay up later maybe and this goes on the supposition that maybe wherever your day job is you have you've got a bit of leeway, you find that you can get a lot done in, in, in the middle of the day. So maybe, maybe you could split your work day so that your, your, your break in the middle is, is longer than normal, but you, you go into work earlier and you leave work later, but your, your, your quote, lunch break is, is much longer, right? If, if you have somebody who you work for that values you, they can often make those kinds of uh, arrangements for you and, and, and 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 help you in that regard and it just requires communication and talking now the third the third level is sort of optimizing that time that you squeezed out so you've you said all right i know my i know how much my my, my ratio is i know how much time that i'm that i have i know when that time is now how do i squeeze the most out of that time and how can i squeeze some and then there's a third one in, in terms of of squeezing extra seconds and I'll get that in the last one but just with the available time you have how do I squeeze the most productivity out of that time this is where you start talking to people about stuff like the Pomodoro technique which if you're not familiar with it the basic technique is it's, it's based on a on a tomato timer called Pomodoro tomatoes and the the, the, the idea is that you, you work for 25 minutes you take a break for five minutes you work for 25 minutes you take a break for five minutes and you do you do your work in rounds that way and you literally have a timer that, that, that sets when you stop and you, when you start. And some people find that for, to be really, really 
helpful for their productivity. They, they're able to, to create more in less time, which isn't that what we all want. The other part of it would be, you know, finding tools that can help you. you know, maybe you're a writer, maybe, maybe then dictation. You talk faster than you type. Most of us do. So maybe you can find a way to dictate whatever your story is and get it down on paper or get it down digitally that way. And that way you can make more of your time. Also, you know, we have, we have circadian rhythms. We have circadian rhythm, rhythms, mispronounce that first. But we have times where, where our, our bodies are naturally more, more active, more receptive to the notion of, of creating things. And so, and it varies per person, right? This is why you want to try and chart that out because then you know, you know, you know, so by, man, by, by two o'clock in the afternoon, I am dead. Me, not so much. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all right actually too but a lot of people i know they 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 hit two o'clock and and they're they're wiped out for the for for at least another couple hours it's just not not an efficient time of day for them but you you see them at eight eight o'clock in the morning and they're just off to the races and then at the the same time you see other people who eight o'clock in the morning are just totally dragging ass and at five o'clock in the evening they're they're pumping on all cylinders and they're good to go so knowing when knowing your body knowing when you're when you're most productive will also in turn help help your productivity you'll be able to create more in that less in that smaller amount of time the other the other sort of means so that, that those are those are a couple techniques for for getting the most out of the time you have the, the other thing you can do is prepare for the time that you're going to work and and make your creating things so for and you don't want to be distracted by by trivial minutia minutia trivial minutia for instance I told you I wake up at 3.30 every morning. And so I wake up at 3.30 in the morning and I go to the gym. I know I'm going to the gym the next morning. I'm going to be doing exercise in the next morning. So what I do is I pack my ba- my gym bag, the bag that I work, you know, my workout bag, I put my, my the clothes that I'm going to wear in there, right? I already know in a day in advance what I'm going to do. So I don't spend time in the morning trying to figure out, well, what am I, I going to wear a certain shirt or certain pants or I've already figured it out, so I'm not wasting my creative time or my exercise time trying to figure out what I'm going to wear or trying to figure out where where my bags are because I always put them in the same place. Blah 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 blah. Little sort of like personal efficiency hacks will 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 help if you do those sort of things, and it doesn't cut in to your creative time. And that sort of segues into the the last little bit of of making time. It's squeezing time out of time you don't think you have. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, I'm recording the podcast on my commute. I'm not doing anything else but driving. You know, and essentially, I talk to myself anyway when I drive, so I might as well record myself talking to myself and then produce that as a podcast. I've, I've made something. I've put something out in the world in time that would otherwise be pure dead time or consumption time, right? The, the rest of the week I'm, when I'm commuting, I'm listening to podcasts, but one day a week for half of my commute, I'm making something. I'm using that time to create. So that's, that's one thing that I've done, but maybe you don't drive. Maybe, maybe, maybe you are, you take a train or a bus. Even better, you don't have to pay attention to driving. So you could actually have your face buried in, in, in a sketchbook or a, a tablet or or, or your phone and, and get some work done on, while you're on public transit, right? So while you're on the bus, while you're on the train, you could, you could be creating during that part of the commute. So that's, that's squeezing time out where you didn't think you had time. I know people who are writers that will, will dictate their stories while they're exercising. Well, there you go. I mean, they, they, now they're now they're doing two things at the same time, and they're 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 optimizing their their creation time by again squeezing out seconds, minutes, hours out of time they didn't think they had. Now, I'm not saying be rude. I mean, you shouldn't like if you're mid conversation with somebody or somebody's trying to talk to you, and and or you know, you you're, you're you're going to lunch with somebody, you, know, you don't don't break out your work at lunch if they're trying to have a conversation with you, but. If you want to give yourself your own personal working lunch, go grab a, a quick light sandwich, steal a table somewhere and wolf down the sandwich in a matter of minutes and then spend the rest of your lunch break getting stuff made. That's where you can squeeze time you didn't think you have. You can probably get another, at least another hour or more out of your, out of your day to, to, to create stuff. So just to recap, in case I haven't repeated myself enough, 
And I'm saying this also because I'm, these are things that I've, I've techniques that I've, I've sort of employed myself, but I've never, never said them aloud as much. <laughs> so if I'm repeating myself, I apologize, but working our way from big to small, right? Your big swaths of time are splitting up your creation and consumption time among your other life things that you need to do. Sleep, spend time with family, eat, etc. So you, you, you figure out what your, your creation to consummation, hmm, consummation is the wrong thing, <laughs> your creation to consuming, uh, <laughs> trip myself up on that one, your, your, your ratio of create to consume. You want to find out where the sweet spot for you is on that. Then once you have those create hours, when you know what that sweet spot is for your create hours, you want to optimize those create hours. You want to shuffle them around to put them in the, the most productive, available parts of your day and make sure that that time is available. And something I should have mentioned before, make sure that time is precious. Don't beat yourself up if you don't, you know, you miss a day or whatever. That's everybody misses days. That's, that's, that's perfectly fine. But you want to make sure that that time is precious. You schedule it and then you, and you, you let yourself and anybody else who's important to you, let you know that that time is important. You need that time. So your family knows that my family knows that 3.30 in the morning. Fortunately, they're asleep, but if they were awake, even if they were awake, I, you know, I, I tell my wife, I tell my kids, look, this is, this is the time that I'm spending to do some, do some work. You can come bother, not bother me. You can come see me if, if you're, if you have an emergency or whatnot, but this time is important to me. So I'd like to focus on whatever I'm working on in that time and getting that message across and making sure that, that, that the people around you understand that and respect it and that you also respect it. You know, you, uh, a common thing is is you see somebody else needs something and then you let you let that distract you away from what you're working on. So, yeah, that's that's a little digression, but again, recapping again, big to small, create consume ratio, then optimizing the time, then shuffling that that time in the right spots, then squeezing seconds. That's I mean, it, it you put it like that and it sounds it sounds painfully simple, right? Why does everybody do this? Well, because it's simple to say. It's not. It's not as easy to do, right? Not. Not everyone's going to wake up at three thirty in the morning. Not everyone is going to sacrifice their their favorite TV shows to to do stuff. Not everyone's going to take away the time from 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 reading or 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 whatnot to make that time available for creating. And, you know, at that point, you don't have an excuse. You just, it's obviously not, not as important to you to, to get that stuff done because you didn't make the time for it. And then you have to be okay with that. That's, that's whatever, whatever you, you, you set up for yourself, whatever you find what your, what, what your body, what your mind needs and you, you aim for that and you, you seek that out. Now you can, you can adjust, right? You can always sort of modify and adjust and, and, tweak it to, to a, get the most amount of time and B get the, the most, most comfort in your life from and balance from that time. So nothing is set in stone, but you have to, you know, if, if you're, if you believe yourself to be a 60, 40 create consume sort of person or a 80, 20 create consume sort of person, but you've, you do the numbers, you sit down and check the time out and you realize, ah, oh, I really, I really don't make enough time to create stuff, but I don't want to say, I don't want to sacrifice any of my, my, my consuming time. You have to be okay with that. You have to give yourself permission to say, all right, well, maybe I'm not the, the creative person I thought I would. That's not really a, it's kind of a shitty way of saying that. I don't mean that as in a, in a bad sense, but you're, you're not the, the high volume creator that that you you thought you were maybe and come to you know personally sort of come to terms with 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 that sort of scenario and that's okay not 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 at, like i said I, I don't think anybody should be 100 percent on the creation side and i don't think anyone should be 100 percent on the, on the consuming side but you know we're 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 all we're all over the place and part of it's part of our life circumstances and part of it's to do with with whatever we're comfortable with and that's that so that is, those are, are my techniques for making time to do creative work while you still have a day job, while you still have a life, if I put that in air quotes, <laughs> how, do you, how do you create while still having a life? Those are the techniques that, that, 
that I use and, and, and I recommend. And uh, hopefully that sort of thing is beneficial to you and, and you can use it. But hey, if, if there's something that you do that, that I haven't mentioned, I'm always, I'm always looking for, for tips. I'm always looking for ways to, to, to tweak my own way of doing things and, and juice whatever more time I can out of, out, of, out of my schedule. So if you've got suggestions, if you've got ideas, throw them at me. I want to hear them because I have a laundry list of things that I want to, I want to make time for. And right now they're either being pushed off a little bit into the future or, or I, I'm gonna, or I'm kind of having to swallow the fact that, yeah, I'm just not going to be able to get to that anytime in, in the, in the foreseeable future or ever. And that, it pains me. So any suggestions or any, you know, any of the little, little, forgive the term life hacks that, that, that you do for, for your own schedule, toss them at me. I love hearing them. It would, it would, uh, I'd love to experiment and try, try those new sort of things and, and see where that goes. But that about covers it. I am coming to the end of my commute. So that's the end of the show. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. It's time to get to work. And that's the end of the show. As always, if there's something I say that strikes a chord, you can make a comment on it on the podcast section of my website. That's monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast. Or you can track me down. I'm, again, Jason Van Gumster. I'm on all your favorite social media sites. I, I think. Just look for Monster Java Guns or you know, use my real name and tell me what you think there. I also have an email newsletter. It's a plain text light traffic thing that I haven't sent anything to anyone on for about a year and a half, but I'll be changing that at the beginning of the year. And uh, so if you want to see anything new that I'll be doing in the coming year, you can subscribe to that on the sidebar of my site. Now, also, I would definitely like to know your thoughts, tricks, tips as it pertains to the question in the episode. That is, what are your ideas for being more productive and making the most of your time? Because, like I said, I'm always looking for ideas. Anyhow, that's all I got. Time for you to get to work. See ya.